Welcome to American Dissident Voices. I'm Kevin Alfred Strom. Before I start the main portion of today's program, let me point out our new National Alliance bumper sticker. Available, as are our many others, at natal.com slash flyers. That's N-A-T-A-L-L dot com slash flyers. In bold letters, it declares your total opposition, no to reparations, to paying the unbelievably destructive black underclass even a single dime for their alleged slavery. None alive now were ever enslaved. All of their ancestors who were enslaved were enslaved first by their fellow blacks. All races have practiced slavery, but whites were the first to end it. Historically, whites were enslaved by non-whites for centuries. Slavery among some non-whites still exists today. Jews were among the most prominent slavers, and only a tiny percentage of whites owned or profited from slavery anyway. And we follow no to reparations with a positive message promoting the only possible solution to the racial problem. Yes to separation. We provide a high-resolution file to you. Just click on the image on nationalvanguard.org or natall.com slash flyers so you can have this sticker printed in standard 10 by 3 inch adhesive bumper sticker format at almost any print shop. The sticker isn't restricted to bumpers, of course. It can go anywhere where stickers and other notices can go. It's a great way to get our message out to our people. Our internet articles and this show are great, but they mostly are seen by people who seek them out. A public sticker, on the other hand, is seen by any who pass it by. It lets the decent white man and white woman, who heretofore thought that all his fellow white people had gone insane, know that he is not alone, and that there is resistance, and that there is hope. Kill the Boer! Kill the Farmer! The words rang out in a call-and-response-style chant to and from a crowd of over 100,000 screaming blacks this week in a packed stadium in South Africa. The chant was led by prominent South African politician Julius Malema, a primitive white-hating anthropoid who just can't restrain himself from saying out loud what many slightly more sophisticated blacks also believe but would prefer not to shout at the tops of their lungs while the cameras are running. Here's Malima's chant, complete with mouth sounds intended to be a machine-gunning of whites sound effect. Kiti, 
shoot to kill the mother, kill the poor, the farmer, kill the poor, the farmer. No need to watch the whole incompetent broadcast, which I'll embed on nationalvanguard.org, nor the interminable commentary of the bizarre-looking semi-Jewish expert in the video, unless you feel like tormenting yourself. And killing white farmers, Boer is the Afrikaans word for white farmer, is exactly what they have been doing by the thousands ever since a Jewish-led and Christian-enabled Western boycott of then-white-ruled South Africa resulted in the whites relinquishing power and handing over their country to the Jew-backed black communist ANC in the name of so-called multiracial democracy. This happened in 1994, almost 30 years ago. Every week since then, white fathers, white mothers, and white children have been slaughtered by blacks while the police and the government look the other way. And the last sentence in the local news reports is almost always no arrests were made. I know a lady who maintains regular contact with people in that country, and she painstakingly documents these ongoing attacks and murders and rapes and kidnappings and tortures. And literally none of them make the national news in any Western country, including the United States. On CNN and MSNBC and all the rest of the Jewish media giants, if a Negro shoplifter or mugger gets a hangnail pulled while within 20 feet of a white man, it's national white people bad news coverage for days or weeks, and official calls for hearings and investigations and firings and hate crime charges against whites with often some added mostly peaceful riots and burnings. But when white people are systematically tortured and raped and slaughtered with government complicity for three decades running, it's nothing but crickets on the major media. In fact, it's worse than that, worse than just crickets. Back when Donald Trump uttered a word or two, and that's about all he did, about farm murders in South Africa, MSNBC's go-to history expert, Eddie S. Cloudy Jr., cracked a smile and laughed out loud at the perhaps two whites who have been killed in some instance. Nothing to get excited about, just maybe two dead whites, man, ha 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 a weekend's worth in Baltimore and the district man. According to the Jewish media and their paid experts, it's not happening. But if it does happen, it's just a joke. A little white girl, raped and tortured in front of her bound and tied parents. Fine. A white father having his head blown off while his wife begs for his life. Funny. 
A white mother being raped while her small children watch and then having a broken glass bottle and a broomstick shoved up her vagina and left for dead. Something to smile about. Here are the experts' exact words. He's doing this with regards to South African white farmers. I think two of them perhaps might have been killed in some instance. Uh Thanks to the still semi-free internet, Julius Malema's open call for white genocide got more publicity than the media Jews would have preferred this week. Elon Musk, who was born a white South African, on his social media platform recently renamed X, took notice and stated that Malema was openly calling for white genocide and wondered why South Africa's black president was saying nothing about it. All this publicity led the Jews who run the New York Times to run some cover for Malema, and they dug up a few experts to show to all right-thinking sheep how they ought to think about all this. This led Elon Musk to state publicly that the Times should be boycotted. Quote, the New York Times actually has the nerve to support calls for genocide. If ever there was a time to cancel that publication, it is now. You can read their articles for free anyway using removepaywall.com. One establishment functionary who is also an ex-user, Richard Hanania, chided Elon Musk, and by implication all white people who are concerned about this call for genocide, by saying, quote, I don't understand why you're mad. Did you even read what the experts said? They showed that it was much more complex and needed to be understood in the context of historic inequality. Close quote. Good Lord, much more complex. Historic inequality. Did you even read what the experts said? Experts. Right. I'm almost speechless in the face of such authority worship. Taking a look at the article itself, we see that the Times experts simply blathered on in their usual impenetrable, nonsensical, quasi-religious prose that reminds me of the worst kind of medieval religious writings, saying things like, quote, The song should not be taken as a literal call to violence. Bongani Nigalunga, his actual name apparently, who teaches politics at the University of Johannesburg, said the phrase, kill the boer, the word means farmer in Dutch and Afrikaans, is not meant to promote violence. It was a call to mobilize against an oppressive system, Mr. Nigalunga said. Nomalanga Mckeezy, not to be confused with Nigalunga, a historian at Nelson Mandela University, said of the chant, Young people feel that it rouses them up when they sing it today. I don't think that they intend it to mean any harm. Afroforum, an organization that advocates for the interests of Afrikaners, descendants of South Africa's white colonizers, took Mr. Malema to court. Last year, Judge 
Edwin Mola Haley, ruled that Afroforum had failed to show that the lyrics in the songs could reasonably could be construed to demonstrate a clear intention to harm or incite to harm and propagate hatred. Close quote. And on and on the New York Times experts go. It takes a very special kind of stupid to take such stuff as authoritative or as anything but obvious lies by those who want us dead as quickly as possible. Nevertheless, we should take this Jew-produced piece and others like it seriously because it is justifications for the killing of whites that precede actual killing, as South Africa, Haiti, and many other examples have proved. Waiting until the non-whites have taken over your country, as the whites in South Africa have done, makes any peaceful legal solution impossible. Asking the seated gibbons and macaques in judges' robes in a South African equality court to help you when your kin are being slaughtered makes about as much sense as asking the good piranhas for help when a whole school of them is eating you alive. Good luck with that. And we really aren't that far behind South Africa in that regard. Black killers of white people are already literally getting away with murder, where prosecutors, judges, and juries are heavily non-white. Whites, who literally did nothing but be pro-white, are getting convicted of crimes they never committed. Believe me, I know. Do you think that Donald Trump, as much as I despise him for his Jew-fawning and sickening multiracialism, can get a fair trial in front of a black judge and a largely non-white jury? Could any January 6th defendant could David Duke have gotten a fair trial in a black-dominated New Orleans federal court? I saw a couple of quite witty and insightful comments from people on X. Quote, I don't like watching the world burn, but it's the only thing that's on. Close quote. And quote, what the Jews are working toward in all white countries is white genocide via chaos, communism, and infinite Negroes. Close quote. What can we do to escape Congoids times infinity and the bloody fate the Jews intend for us? We are in no position now to get quick justice. We cannot yet permanently remove the gibbons and macaques from the benches of the courts. We cannot yet decisively shut off the transmitters and servers of the New York Times and CBS. We cannot haul the parasites out of their counting houses and onto the wet pavement and send them back where they came from. What we can do now is gather together work together, 
help each other, get to know and trust each other, develop leadership and other skills at every level of work, and with the best and most enlightened white people we can find, uplift each other, help to raise and educate our children, and build anew a nation worthy of our ancestors, and which will ensure the eternal existence of our descendants. That is what the motto you see at the top of every page of National Vanguard is all about. Toward a new consciousness, a new order, a new people. That is what the men and women of the National Alliance are doing. If you like hard work and sacrifice and spending your life energy in the most worthy cause that has ever existed, you should join us. <laughs> ¶¶